Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Twirl Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox, and happy new year, friends. Happy decade. I mean, how is it 2020? What in the world? Where did 2019 go? I really don't know, but ready or not, we're here. It's happening. Let's go. Um, And today's episode is going to be all about that. Uh, It is myself and Ty McBrayer, the owner of Twirl. We're sitting down, just having real talk about... 2019, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, it was a really tough year. It was a really, really tough year in business and life and all the things. And we're breaking it down for you today. Um, just pulling the curtain back, getting really transparent and vulnerable. And we hope that it is a gift to everyone that listens just to make them feel less alone or to make them feel like, I don't know, just that it's an encouragement of some sort that everyone is fighting their own battles and you're not alone in yours so yeah I I I don't really know what more to say about it (laughs) other than um we're excited about it it felt good to get it off our chest and we do we just really hope that it serves as an encouragement to all of you uh before we get started I want to give a huge shout out to our podcast sponsor that for today, the Smile Lab by White Groom Maggard Orthodontics. They offer an online smile assessment so even the busiest of schedules can start the journey to a beautiful new smile. If you don't have time to stop by the Smile Lab, visit smilelab.com and follow the instructions of six simple pictures. Submit and their orthodontist will review and be in touch. Get your dream smile from the Smile Lab by White Groom Maggard Orthodontics. And if you mention Twirl Talk, you will get 10% off your entire Invisalign treatment absolutely incredible they're already 40 percent less than competitors so with financing options so why not tack on another 10 percent off so go visit the amazing people at smile lab out at the summit at fritz farms and tell them we sent you friends and with that sit back relax and enjoy some real talk with your girls liz and ty hi friends us. <laughs> We're here. Both of us. We're both here. It's been a while since the two of us have done I an episode. I haven't been on season two at all. <gasps> Welcome back. I don't think. No. Yeah. No. Uh, it's Liz and Ty, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we just thought to have our first episode of 2020 be a recap of one of the craziest years of our life uh, would be good. And... A lot of it is, uh, yeah, it was just, it was an interesting year for us, and this isn't going to be super formal or fancy, because <laughs> it's not who we are, um, but we are firm believers that one of the greatest gifts we can give people is honest and transparent conversation, and so I think it's really easy for people to look at one another's businesses and think, oh, they've got it all together. Or you look at our Instagram and we have over 11,000 followers and all these things. And we just kind of want to pull the curtain back um, to say like, (laughs) it's not all that it's made up to be. And not to say that good things didn't happen in 2019 because they did. Um, But we have officially dubbed it the year of loss and evolution. So we're going to kind of just break that down for you guys and pull the curtain back on, I mean, truly one of the hardest years of our life, definitely in business, 
Um, but personally as well, it it knocked us on our butts. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Real it did. good. Real good. Yeah. Um, but we feel a little stronger going into 2020 than when we left 2019. It's only been two days, but you know. <laughs> but here we are. But here we are. Um, so yeah, well, I'll quit rambling, but we thought we would just kind of work through our year chronologically in quarters. Um, if quarters don't make sense to you, there's 12 months in a year divided by four. Four so, quarters. Four quarters. Three three months per quarter. Um, and that's how we started setting goals for ourselves mm-hmm. last year as well. Like we, mm-hmm. we got wrapped up in the year, years before we would make goals for the whole year and then it just felt so overwhelming and we were yeah. like, ah, yeah, forget this. I'm not going to hit any of them. <laughs> so we're just not going to do them. But last year we started doing, um, goals by quarter mm-hmm. and that was really helpful to us. Yeah. And even when we sat down halfway through the year and looked at what we had accomplished by quarter, we were like, oh shoot. We were like, okay, <laughs> we can do this. So, so that's why we wanted to talk about it mm-hmm. in quarters as well, because it's easier to, yeah, to break down little bite-sized uh-huh. nuggets instead of chomping off everything at once. Right. And if y'all have been around for a minute, you know that we're huge fans of our girls that are cult whip what matters and power sheets and all that stuff. And that's a huge thing that they advocate for too, is like breaking down big vision goals into bite-sized attainable goals. Cause then again, you don't feel as overwhelmed. And even in the, like, I think, gosh, if we hadn't restructured our goal setting style last year, like we would have just curled up under the table. (laughs) We would still be hyperventilating (laughs) in the corner. So, um, if that's any encouragement to anyone that's listening, whether that's like personal goals or business goals or whatever, we don't know where you're at in life, but no matter what, just like break them down to really smaller. And that could be like quarterly and then monthly and then weekly and daily, like whatever can make you feel like you're not a total failure. But yeah, that you're making progress. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all accomplished, but if you make progress. Every little bit counts. Yeah. Little victories deserve just as much Mm -hmm. celebration as big ones. So, with that that said, said, (laughs) talk to us about quarter one, Ty. Quarter one is our busiest time Mm -hmm. at Twirl and in other bridal fashion. In the bridal fashion industry, the first quarter is usually, usually the busiest. Mm -hmm. So, January, February, and March... Um, are usually our busiest time and that means that we usually have brides knocking down the door Mm -hmm. on wait lists ready to get in buy their dress for that summer that fall and are super excited and that is always one of my favorite times of the year because Mm. yeah it it is because everybody's so excited and ready to get in and ready to buy and that's true Um, are just really excited about checking their dress off their list. Mm -hmm. And it usually makes our job a little bit easier because Mm -hmm. they're ready to buy and they're not just out looking, thinking they still have tons of time to purchase a dress. Yeah. Um, So that makes our jobs a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, But last January and February were the first time that we've really experienced a huge shift in the local bridal market. 
there are more local bridal shops in Lexington than there have been in the past. Mm -hmm. And that is great news for the Lexington bride and the central Kentucky and south central Kentucky, eastern Kentucky bride because they have more options to shop here locally, which we love. Mm -hmm. We love supporting our local friends and would much rather keep the business in Lexington than going out of state. Mm -hmm. So that's great. That being said, (laughs) it also changed the way our sales were going, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the first time we had had more competition in Lexington and had brides shopping all over Mm -hmm. Lexington in one day. So that changed the way brides were making decisions, and it really took a toll on us Mm -hmm. because we were used to, you know, being the favorite and (laughs) the (laughs) oldest, oldest local bridal shop in Lexington. So... We'd gotten a little spoiled. Yeah. Um, and Very comfortable yeah. in the way things And I'm done. not afraid to say that because mm-hmm. we have a great relationship with the other stores in town and yeah. um, really just want to be completely honest and say that it, it was a tough year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really the first time that we had felt that in a while. You yeah. know, the first few years are really hard in business and you're working for every single sale that comes through the door. And we still were, but it took a little bit more tap dancing to mm-hmm. to pull off a sale because, you know, every bride wants the experience and doesn't want the shopping to end. Yeah. And that was a first for us, honestly, in a few mm-hmm. years. So, um, so it was tough to kind of readjust and reevaluate what our experience was and our training mm-hmm. and really just figure out a new rhythm for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was that was January and February. Rude awakening. Yeah. It was still our best sales months of yeah. the year, but it was just tough. Yeah. It was a tough, tough way to... Our sales still weren't up to what they were the, the previous year, before. year, even though they were our best year. And y'all, we had our some best. big goals for ourselves going into 2019. <sighs> it was our 10th year in business, and we had some lofty goals we had put on ourselves they were all self-imposed yep but um when we weren't hitting those immediately we just kind of were taken aback and Mm -hmm. and discouraged yeah honestly um felt like punches to the gut yeah (laughs) which really was just a foreshadowing of the entire year to come and in that time we were also still in our um mastermind group with Mm -hmm. our business coach amber housley if you all Shout have out. not heard of her, look her up. She's incredible. She's incredible. She's an incredible marketer and just has... She's genius. Very, very, very genius ideas mm-hmm. that are so basic, but you just need somebody <laughs> like her to be like, well, why don't you try this? Yeah. Um, so it was an incredible experience being with that group of women. And we went to Seaside, Florida mm-hmm. last February to... Yeah. Um, to have a little in-person retreat with them. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge blessing. Yeah. We were um, riding a high <laughs> for a while off that. We were. And it feels like forever ago mm-hmm. now. But that was an extreme high point yeah. of the first quarter last year. Mm-hmm. At a moment where we needed we it. Needed it, yeah. Coming out of January, going into February. My birthday's at the beginning of February. So <laughs> we happened to be in Florida for that mm-hmm. as well. It was great. 
Um, but in that time is when our first consulting client mm -hmm. was signed yeah. and all of that kind of came together through our mastermind. Yeah. So, totally. so Liz, you can talk a little bit about that. I've oh, been talking okay. a lot lately. Yeah. So. Great. Um, so yeah. And well, and the idea of consulting came probably in the fall of 2018, um, we had been approached a couple times about franchising, and I don't think we've talked about this time storyline on the podcast before. So, um, if we have, forgive me. But if I not, feel like we did, we talked. I feel like, I feel we, like we recapped the um, the retreat. Mm -mm. No, okay. No. Well, I don't think so. Sorry. Maybe we did. Anyway, we've talked about it a lot. I just don't <laughs> know if we've done it on the podcast. So, if this is a repeat, you're going to be super knowledgeable about our, our life. But anyway, um, yeah, so the idea for our consulting business came in late 2018 through our mastermind because we wanted to scale our business um, but didn't really know the answer because we had toyed with the idea of franchising and had pursued it fairly significantly, but things fell through. And really looking back, that was such a godsend because this is not the framework we want to scale through and whatever. So all that to say, um, consulting, I don't even realize, I don't even think we realized at the time that consulting was what we were thinking, but, um, it was like, well, we want to help other bridal stores slash small businesses, um, but we don't want to franchise. Anyway, all that to say, we landed on the idea of consulting. And a lot of that was through the help of our mastermind group. And little did we know that in our mastermind group, there was another woman in there um, named Christina. And she, at the time, was a wedding planner and florist. And she came to us and said, hey, <laughs> so I have this crazy dream um, of opening a bridal store and now you all want to do consulting. Like what if we kind of, what if I'm your first client? And we were like, holy poop, this is happening. <laughs> um, so all that to say, so we started talking with Christina and dreaming about what this partnership, um, would look like. And then lo and behold, we all like, we took her contract with us to the retreat and, um, we figured out, we, with the help of our mastermind group again, like they helped us name refined and all sorts of stuff. So we're officially, officially launching the consulting business this month, actually. Um, like we took all year, which really the, the time it took to produce it all, um, was a lot slower than we imagined, but in retrospect, it all was like perfect timing. Cause I think if it had, ex if it had exploded, even in a good way, when we had expected, like, we would not have been able to handle it. No. So, um, all that to say, we were riding this, like, such a mix of this high from basically, like, creating and really seeing hope in this new business of, like, oh my gosh, this is happening, this is real, like, this is so exciting, 2019 is our year, like, this is going to be the best, um, while also being, like, holy crap, things are changing, like the climate of our local industry is changing, we've got new stores in the midst, and like, I don't know, we just kind of were all over the place, 
emotionally and business wise <laughs> and that didn't really change. And personally, you lost your grandmother at the end of mm-hmm. in March. Yeah, at the end of the quarter and that was brutal. Yeah, it was the first time I had really lost somebody that was very 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 special to me. And um I'd lost my grandfather about 7 months before. And just didn't expect to lose her so quickly afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I was 39 when she passed away. So I was extremely blessed to have her that long. But it was the first time I had experienced grief like that. And it knocked me for a loop. Mm -hmm. So so that was also in the midst of, you know, coming off a tough couple months at the store and also trying to figure out how to do this new business mm-hmm. while running Twirl and running Meant to Be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just kind of stuck my head in the sand and was mm-hmm. like, ah, somebody yeah. else figured it out. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to be over here crying. So, um, <laughs> so it, was okay. a, it was a tough, tough month of March also. I know I keep saying tough, but <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, so we... Was- yeah. That so we came like, out of this first quarter like reeling from <laughs> grief and loss mm-hmm. and the expectation that things were going to be great, but also realizing that they weren't. Mm-hmm. Like kind of being hit with reality of mm-hmm. like, this is not going to be. Yeah. I think I even said in like March or April that I could tell that 2019 was going to be a year of loss. Well, I remember that. Well, because do you remember in January, you all literally. First week of January, I got pulled over for that stupid, stupid ticket. Mm-hmm. People, use your blinkers because they will pull you over if yeah. you don't. But my daughters still like to give Liz crap about getting pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> but I literally, it was the first week of January, and I was like, mother trucker, if this is how, if this is the foreshadowing of 2019, we're in for it. And sure enough. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure in, like, late March, April, I was like, this is going to be a year of loss. I can mm-hmm. tell. Just feel it in our bones. And it it, it was. was a loss in different ways yeah. also. Like, a loss of the expectation mm-hmm. that everything was easy. Mm-hmm. Having to work a little bit harder. It was very humbling. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, so going that, in, yeah. That ended the first quarter. quarter. And... So, we were defeated by... Month three. Yeah. Um, and it just kept going. Like, quarter two continued to be lost. Lost. We lost two key mm-hmm. um, employees. Our manager meant to be that had been with us for a long time. Mm-hmm. And another employee at Twirl. Yeah. So, we were down a man and really just kept losing from there. Yeah. Um, but we also had moments of greatness mm-hmm. in the second quarter as well. Yeah. We always love going to New York for market, yeah. and that happens in April and October usually. Yeah. So we went to market with our consulting, consulting client. client, Christina. Which was so fun and life-giving for yes. us. Um, Liz looked at me at one point and said, you're living your best life right now. Like Teaching her how to do mm-hmm. all this, you are living your best life. And I was like, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really sweet moment in April mm-hmm. to get to do that with her. Yeah. And, and we went to Chicago 
as well for the White Dress Society retreat and got to be on the store panel for that, which mm-hmm. was like such a bucket list item and so fun to like sit up there and champion other women in business and um our, that was also on our goal list. It was on our goal list <laughs> and it happened. And just it, we always are so encouraged when we're with that group of women and it changes every year but Beth and Charlotte do such an incredible job just cultivating a community for an industry that can feel really lonely because we're all independent store owners and it can feel like you're on your own and we're very lucky in that we have each other but for the most part like people don't have business partners or anything like that so Um, But also we realized that this decline in sales that we had been feeling really was a national issue. Um, So as encouraging as that was to hear, it also was like, all right, folks, well, like, what are we going to do about this? Um, And no one really had much of an answer. Um, And I think we're all still trying to figure that out well, but a huge piece of it is um, like being a support system for one another and but also not getting stuck in this like status quo do what we've always done like really pushing into what is evolving look like and it's okay if it's not always comfortable it's never it's never really going to be comfortable like change is hard but change is good um and it's really refining but I think we knew all of this, but we were so depleted already that it felt really like, okay, like we'll get like spurts of energy and like excitement and passion to like really push forward and evolving and like whatever. But then, and being like innovative within our own store, but then. <laughs> you know, the daily tasks come and they feel really daunting and heavy and you lose staff and sales are down and it all of a sudden this spark and spurt of energy you had to like do all of these things got mm-hmm. the wind knocked out of you is what it felt like. The to do list that we created while again. we were at the retreat came back and we did the reality it. smacked us in the face and it's a lot of it's still sitting there and that's okay for yeah. now. Yeah. Um so yeah well and but it also I think in that we kind of had to come face to face with the question of like okay what is our capacity and what is working what is not working um and I think too we had been in seasons of um realizing that not that our families weren't coming first but um realizing that we needed to create more freedom and flexibility for ourselves to like when loss comes or when um and we'll get into that more and more but are we creating margin enough in our lives to like yes deal with the anxieties of our businesses but also deal with life itself when it happens and the answer kind of was no and so um you know, the beauty of being a small business owner is that you're in complete control of your time and your schedule for better or worse. And so we started really evaluating like, what is our best yes here? What is our capacity? 
Um, and a lot of that felt really emotional. And finally we looked at each other and said, like, we've got to take the emotion out of some of these decisions. Um, and when we removed the emotion, the like overwhelming decision we knew we had to make and knew in our guts had already been made was that we were going to close meant to be. And we opened meant to be in December of 2015. So we were getting ready by the time we decided we were closing, we were going to be just shy of four years of business over there. And it felt really defeating, but we knew at the end of the day, like, it alleviated a lot of the tension points and pain points that we were dealing with. And when we looked at it in a business, again, removing the emotion of it, um, business-wise, it just no longer was working for the framework that we needed it to perform for. Mm-hmm. Um, paying a staff of four well, um, us being two owners and then two part-time employees, and for what was for what inventory was selling well over there the price point wasn't sustainable yeah it just was not sustainable for what we needed it Mm -hmm. to be Um, it could have worked with other framework but mm -hmm. for what we personally needed it to be it was never gonna it was not going to be that and that was a hard loss personally because we are both very prideful and Mm -hmm. don't want people to think that we are failing yeah and sometimes you just kind of have to put it all out there and be like look this isn't working Mm -hmm. so yeah something's got to give yeah um for our mental stability to carry us through yeah well and we say all the time like we probably kept the store open a lot longer than we should have because of our pride because yeah. we were like we'll just make it work we'll make it work we'll make it work we'll make we it kept, work we kept putting band-aids on it uh-huh. but it just it could not go mm-hmm. on as it stood yeah. something big had to change and we didn't have the time yeah the capacity in all the ways mm-hmm. mentally emotionally physically yeah so <laughs> we were done we, we kept putting band-aids on and kept putting band-aids on and one day, we finally just looked at each other and said, we need to close, don't mm-hmm. we? I remember sitting at our desk yeah. like, we need to close, don't we? And, and we, we both said, cried. yep, it's got to happen. So we just ripped the Band-Aid uh-huh. off right then. Yeah. And um, and it's not to say we weren't sad. I mean, oh, no. We, we then sat there and cried. <laughs> right. But it was what had to happen. Mm-hmm. And the hardest thing was telling our staff because we didn't have an answer mm-hmm. of if we'd have a transition for them right at the time. And this was in June. This was in June. This was the end of June. Yes. So telling our staff and making that plan to close in a graceful manner mm-hmm. was one of the hardest to-do lists that we've done. I mean, I just cried the whole meeting. Ty had to say yeah. it all because I just cried the whole time. <laughs> that, that's true. They were like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I can't look at you. <laughs> but it ended up being okay. Yeah. And we closed out. very gracefully. I mean, mm-hmm. closing a bit. I've never closed a business before, but mm-hmm. closing a business gracefully, I think, is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
but I feel like we did that, and now we can say we had the right business mind discernment Mm -hmm. to make that decision and take the emotion out of it. Because for two prideful women, that's a hard (laughs) thing to do. Um, Well, and we wrestled with like, okay, we just started a consulting business, and now we're about to close a store. Like, is this going to look right? And I remember looking at her and saying, like, no, I think this gives us more credibility, if nothing else, because it says we know when to call it quits. We know what good business looks like. We know what, you know, like, if anything, it just shows our ability to discern and make strong, wise business decisions. And yep. and really, like, when we finally announced in quarter three... So we told our staff in June, but we didn't announce the closing until August. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the outpouring of people being like, oh my gosh, this is so sad, but like, we're so proud of you. Like the amount of people saying like, we are so proud of you, especially other small business owners was, um, it was crazy. It was crazy. Well, and like at that point I had been interviewing several people for the podcast and behind, like when we were having conversations before, cause two of them were my good friends. Um, this stuff, well, one of them is Nancy Ray and she's announced that she's closing her photography, but, but it was just this, like so many people are closing businesses and, um, like strong, reputable, businesses that have left these impacts and legacies in lives. Um, But I think to that, there is something to be said of like, just because something is good doesn't mean that it's your best yes. And that was a huge pill we had to swallow that our best yes looked a lot different than what we thought it would when we opened, you know, essentially four years prior. Um, But in the midst... (laughs) In the midst of closing, um, we also lost a lot of our really, really strong staff at Twirl um, due to just, I mean, there was no ill, not ill will, but like it wasn't ugly finishing of their time with us. It was like life happened and they were moving or needed stronger incomes and things like that. Like things we don't blame them for at all, but it was a hit. Yeah. In the midst of, we just did not know that was coming. Well, we did. We knew. With one of them. With one of them. We knew it was coming and we had to pose hard questions Uh and get strong in order for us to be able to give answers to other people. And yeah. that was a really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. hard time to be able to have those tough conversations where I consider myself a pretty easygoing boss. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard for me. So when she throws the hammer down, it really throws people off. <laughs> yeah. So it was hard for me to muster that strength mm-hmm. to be able to have conversations. But we kept... All of us were like on edge, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? Is so-and-so going to leave? Is so-and-so going to leave? If we, if this, then that. And it just got to be a point where we were like, okay, we have control of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have control of this situation. Mm-hmm. 
We should not be the ones sitting back asking these questions, mm-hmm. if this, then that. Mm-hmm. Yes, you always have to do that when you're a yeah. boss. But to leave it up to somebody else and leave your business hanging in mm-hmm. the balance of if they're going to stay or if they're going to go, that wasn't really fair to us and fair to the rest of our employees. Yeah. So once we had that tough conversation... Yes, the other domino also fell, mm-hmm. and it made life really hard for a while. Yeah, because we lost two really key employees at a very, very Within, like three weeks of detrimental time. Like in the midst of us trying to close, meant to be, and like massively in the mid, like straight up in the middle of the yes. chaos. So yes, it it sucked really bad. It, it sucked terrible. really bad. But it also forced Liz and I to pull up our bootstraps Mm -hmm. and kind of get back to the basis and basics of our business. We were running appointments. We were processing. We were shipping and receiving. We were all of the departments. Every hat that could be worn, we wore. We were the janitors. We were (laughs) the CEOs. We were the CFOs. We were trying to close another business. And I might cry thinking about all the things that we survived the month of August and September, but we survived. Yeah. And it sucked really bad. I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. It was terrible. August and September sucked really, really Mm -hmm. bad. In a time where I wanted to be present for the last few weeks of my kids' summer break Mm -hmm. and in a time where um, we wanted to be focusing on our new business Mm -hmm. We couldn't, Mm-mm. and that is nobody's fault, but we couldn't. Yeah. Um, so we had to just kind of let go of that bitterness that we were feeling, mm-hmm. and it also taught us to hold our employees loosely yeah. and not depend on them for everything. Yeah. It taught us that we could effectively run the business with the two of us. Not that we would not choose that. Not that we would choose that, <laughs> but if we had to, we could. Yeah. And it taught us that everybody is replaceable. Mm-hmm. And as much as we love them and want to see them grow and cheer them on and teach them all the things, you have to hold them loosely in your yeah. hand. And Because we got more hurt than we should have ever mm-hmm. allowed ourselves. It, I mean, it's a hard balance of yeah. you want to feel like family, but also... You want to feel respected yeah. as a boss as mm-hmm. well. So, so that was tough. Yeah. Well, and I think too, and I, I talked about this. I did a podcast interview with somebody cause they kind of were like talking about closing the store. Cause for me in August, I turned 28 and for some reason that was like really hard for me. I don't know. It was a hard birthday. Um, but I think I also was like spiraling with like my identity. Um, I don't think I realized how much value and worth I had put into like my job and my title. And, you know, all of a sudden we'd close the store that gave me the title of owner. And all of a sudden that was gone. And I spiraled like it, I mean, it was bad. I really was like a total wreck over it. But it was also this like huge awakening and really sweet season in a lot of ways with the Lord of him just comforting me and knowing like my worth is not 
in my work or in titles that I'm given, like earthly titles and all this stuff. But I think, I don't know, I could, I could go a lot deeper into that. But it just was like... Another podcast. Another podcast. Well, there is another podcast, so just go <laughs> listen to it. Um, yeah, and so I think that it was just like the summer was a, was a shit show. It just was a shit show. This is our podcast, like we cuss. Um, you just I went mean, from talking about Jesus. Stuff. I know. Well, that is like the perfect picture of me. I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Um, but it really, I mean, it was just that was, there's really no other word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So we closed meant to be the end of September. Mm-hmm. And um, that went a lot smoother than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. So, but. We went out with the bang and sold all but 14 dresses by yeah. some miracle of Jesus himself. <laughs> Truly. And um, because of all the shift shifting at Twirl, we were able to bring our staff from Meant to Be over to Twirl with us, mm-hmm. which was a huge unexpected blessing that yeah. we didn't anticipate when we decided everything in June mm-hmm. but um, the Lord had his own plans for that yeah and um, our manager from meant to be came over to twirl and transitioned into the operations manager with us there but also going through that hard time through the summer with it being such a small staff mm-hmm. we realized that we could work smarter and not harder and streamline some processes Mm -hmm. and maintain a smaller staff at Twirl so we could give more hours and pay them more Mm -hmm. and be able to give everyone a more specific role so nobody was working too hard. Mm -hmm. So that has been part of the evolution of the year. Yeah. Is figuring out that we can work with a smaller staff. If you see our Christmas pictures from last year, we had like 10 people. 10 people yeah. And this year we had four. Yeah. And that includes the two of us. Yeah. So it's been a huge, huge, huge shift. adjustment yeah. and shift, but we are doing well with yeah. it. Like, yeah. everybody's got their rhythm and knows their responsibility. Yeah. And we have definitely learned to streamline and work a lot smarter. Mm-hmm. Well, and the crazy thing is, too, like, um, kind of how we talked earlier about us realizing just how spread thin we were and how that was overflowing into, like, life with our families and stuff, like, both of my parents got diagnosed with cancer like a month apart, basically, and uh, I only cry sometimes when I talk about it. Um, my dad got diagnosed in September, and my mom got diagnosed in October, and so like the last six months of the year, my life felt flipped upside down. Um, thankfully, it was all very treatable and not like death sentences, so praise the Lord for that, truly. Um but it was like my we were like getting on this like upward mm-hmm. like oh things are going <laughs> better and like <laughs> whatever and then it felt again like the wind got knocked out of me but um yeah I, being able like basically <laughs> I didn't work several Saturdays in a row which normally would have like 
thrown us for a loop, but we've created kind of a well-oiled machine at this point. And not to say that it didn't put like added, I don't know, stress, but like demanded more of the rest of our staff. But I think we've also cultivated this like team dynamic of like we are for each other and family always comes first. And that's something that we would say, but I don't know if we actually like practiced it as well as we wish we had and like things have happened in Ty's life and I've had to be like, do not come in, you know, like we we have, because of all the things that happened throughout the year, like our initial response is like, we'll, we'll make it work, we'll make it work, like I'll be in the store here, 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 and it's like, no, like we can have more freedom to like grieve and be there with our family or whatever, not that grieving is always like what it is, but giving our, we've integrated margin in a way, and we're still getting used to it, and we're by no means perfect at it, but um, to give, realizing, like, take take a day. Like, you're going to lose your mind if you don't take a day. Sometimes you just need a minute. You just need a minute, and life is heavy and hard. And even when it's not heavy and hard, like, putting margin in your life that you can take a day or you can take time off to like be with the people that need you the most and um I don't know so I mean 2019 was brutal Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we every time we felt like we were getting two steps forward we got knocked three steps backwards and when we were when we took time about a month ago to make some goals for 2020 (laughs) we were like what's our overall goal for the 2020 Uh and we typed out do not lose hope or momentum. <laughs> I was like, that that's a little dramatic, but that's how we felt. That was how we felt. Um, I have since changed it. Oh, did you? Yeah. I don't think I shared this, it with this you. This is news to mm-hmm. me. Yep. So our new overarching goal, be mindful of everyone's time. Mm, that's because cool. burnout. <laughs> burnout. And because we do have to remember to build in margin for times that we aren't expecting mm-hmm. and we weren't doing that before and we may have burned out the staff that up yeah. and left in the middle of the year without really knowing it mm-hmm. and that could have been because we were ourselves feeling so burnt out yeah. so we have set these goals for 2020 and we're changing our hours a little bit because mm-hmm. we can yeah and putting some restrictions on days when We used to have appointments, and we're trying to juggle all the things and do appointments. So we are being more mindful of our customers' time Mm -hmm. by doing that, and we're also being more mindful of our own time and building in margin to be able to keep our heads straight and be excited when they come in, Mm -hmm. excited when our customers come in, and not feel like it's a burden to us to have to stop what we're doing, Mm -hmm. deal with an appointment, then go back to what we're doing Mm -hmm. and lose momentum. So I think our overall goal is going to be a mix of don't lose momentum and be mindful of our time. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were saying something like we're always pretty paranoid about our employees burning out um, that, like, we – and it's almost like we knew the whole time that we were burnt out. But by the time 2019 ended, like – We've never known burnout like 
we did at the end of that year. And we were talking about something at one point. I was like, we are so freaking focused on our employees' burnout, the potential of our employees' burnout, that we won't look in the mirror and look at ourselves and see that, like, we've been burned out for far too long. Um, And so, like, 2020 will not be a year of burnout. Like, we can't. We can't. We can't do that again. Um, For ourselves, for our families, for our businesses. And, like, being able – it's funny. I was with a friend the other – earlier this week, and they're helping me figure out my budget for 2020 because hashtag adulting. But we were talking about – emergency funds and how crucial those are and it's almost like we're creating you know a more refined system for our business so that we're almost creating this emergency fund like this mental emotional physical emergency fund for ourselves of yeah because life happens like shit happens and you've got to have that you know margin slash emergency fund whatever you want to call it so that it doesn't totally throw you for a loop when it happens and you can go into it being like it's okay this isn't ideal but like it's not gonna be my demise Mm -hmm. if whatever so I don't know where we're going (laughs) with this but but we closed the year out it is done (laughs) there was a meme that it was like what did it say? The, did it kill you? <laughs> 2019 said, but did you die? <laughs> we're like, well, close. Close, but no. But we're no. here. We're, we're here. here. We're thriving. What would you say is like your biggest takeaway or piece of advice that you, like looking back, if you could be like, 2019 tie, here's what I wish I could have told you. What I wish I could have told you? That you yeah. weren't going to die. <laughs> <laughs> No, that you, and I've always said this, but I think it taught me even more that you can't become stagnant in Mm -hmm. the status quo of what's always worked Mm -hmm. because the moment that you get comfortable and think that you are, something's going to change. Yeah. Um, And that's not to say that you can't be content Mm -hmm. with what you have, Mm -hmm. but just always be aware that if you want to remain remain I told you words are hard today but to remain in the front of people's minds that you have to be evolving with what they're wanting Mm -hmm. you can't just sit back and say well this is how it Mm -hmm. is and this is how I do it and if they don't like it then they can go somewhere else yeah that's how you go out of business yeah um but just to remain. <laughs> well, just What's the like, word I'm looking for? Well, to like sustain and thrive all while like staying true to who you are. Exactly. I think my know. word for 2019 was authentic. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it came through in ways that I was not expecting it mm-hmm. to. Like realizing that. The things that I enjoy mm-hmm. aren't necessarily the things that I was doing. Yeah. That's and huge. and that's huge. Like I thought to be successful, I needed a big staff. Mm-hmm. That was not true. Yeah. And 
what's more true to me, to my authentic self, is having a smaller staff that um, that I love and that are all supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. And I also thought that having three businesses are what I needed to be to be successful. Like but my badges of honor. Right. Yeah. But my authentic true self would really like to just have one that we do really well mm-hmm. and one that is life-giving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the track we're on. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that authenticity plays through even mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um, so... I haven't landed on a word for 2020 yet, Mm-mm. so I'm not sure what that would be. Yeah. What would what would 2019, what would 2020 Liz say, say to 2019, 2019 Liz? Um, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. I feel like I could cry. Yeah, you might. Um. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we had that conversation way more than we ever thought uh-huh. in 2019. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And to be honest with people about that. Uh, yeah. To we, not hide that. We get in this... I think that's where I thought the authenticity would mm-hmm. come through is me yeah. being able to say, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I did to my closest ring, but yeah. I think we're taking another step by this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay to not be okay. To not be okay. Yeah. My word was uh, was steadfast, and which felt really weird when I felt that one, like, laid on my heart. And I really am still, I think, going to be figuring out how that came to fruition. <laughs> um, but, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it was just, like, be steadfast and who God has made me and what he's called me to. Cause I think when life gets hard, it's really easy to just want to like give up and quit all the things or just to make the world stop for a second. And unfortunately it doesn't get to stop. And, uh, Morgan Harper Nichols is a poet and artist and she posted something that, um, said, it was along the lines of like, it's okay if your strength looks different in this season. And I've just really clung to that in the last, I think she posted a couple months ago and it's just carried me because I think not being okay is such a hit to my pride. And I take such pride in being the person that helps other people be okay. And, and Mrs. Fix it. And, all the things I'm an Enneagram to to my core and Mm -hmm. to have to be on the other side of that to have to be the one that needed help and to have to ask for it um, Mm -hmm. felt really brutal but but you did it but I did it and it all triggered it was so funny well we didn't even talk about going to London well I was saving that for the end okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll get to it, but when we came back from London, I got bronchitis and was, I mean, the sickest I've been in a really long time. And that was kind of, um, and my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer when we were in London. And so, and my dad got diagnosed the day my best friend had her baby. So it was just all of these things. Like, it just felt like 
mountaintop valley, mountaintop valley, mountaintop valley. But um, that all of a sudden, I just was forced into this position of like, I can't, I'm not okay. And I'm sick and literally sick and tired of acting like I am. And when I was sick, people literally just like would bring food, wouldn't even like ask. They would just, because <laughs> my, my close circle knew like, don't ask because she won't tell you. Um, just would like bring me food. And I don't know, there's just such beauty in, I don't know. I mean, God humbles us in really crazy ways sometimes, like bronchitis and cancer mm-hmm. diagnoses and <laughs> shit. Um, but in it, I mean, he just, I don't know. I've just never, in the midst of like some of the most brutal months of my life, I have never felt so cared for by the Lord through his people. And that that feels really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but all that to say, <laughs> <laughs> in a year of loss, really say, like realizing like it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And you will be okay again one day. Yeah. But it's okay to not. Be well, when okay. we were talking about this podcast, I said it was a year of loss, but it mm-hmm. was also a year that we evolved yeah. as people, as business owners, yeah. as business consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have all that under our belt that we can say, you know what? It sucked, but we survived. <laughs> and here's the steps that we would have done, should have done, yeah. in order to make it a little bit better, in order to prepare for it. Yeah. So. Our high of 2019 was also that we celebrated 10 years in business, and it's crazy that the 10th year celebration fell at a time where we felt the most stressed, ironic, Um, but we celebrated by going on a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip Mm -hmm. to London to the Engage Conference, Mm -hmm. Engage Summit, and it was... Truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. We did things that our cab driver looked at us like we had three heads when we were telling <laughs> them we were going to get to do in London. Yeah. And while we were there, we couldn't even process everything we were doing. No. Once we got home, we were like, oh, yeah, we were just at a party at Kensington Palace <laughs> like three nights ago. Yeah. So it was... It was wild. It was wild. Um... We may or may not have been the Americans that had to go to McDonald's at one point. We and then brought it into the five star <laughs> hotel and it made the whole lobby smell like French fries. So there's a good visual for y'all. Um, We're still and, true to ourselves, guys. Don't yeah. worry. Um, that's just to show you that you know you can take the girls out of Kentucky, <laughs> take the twirl girls out of Kentucky, but they still might bring McDonald's need some McDonald's in a five star hotel. But that was really. A sweet experience for us to be able to go mm-hmm. and we planned it at the very beginning of the year mm-hmm. in a really hard time and went at an even harder time yeah so we still made it happen and it was a gift yeah um, that we will never ever 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 forget uh-uh. so we celebrated 10 years that was mm-hmm. A big deal. A big deal of 2019, and and celebrated like the end of an mm-hmm. era with meant to be. It was a it was a huge. The overarching was ten years, but it was a very much a compilation of. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna let this year defeat. Like our friend 
I remember one night when we were there, because it literally, I mean, we're not even going to play it cool. It's like the bougiest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a bucket list item and all these things, but our friend Ken was like, we get to treat our, you know, our entire careers are spoiling and treating and celebrating other people. Like, we get to do that for ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling really liberated by that and being like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't ever want to be a person that's like, I deserve blah, blah, blah. Like, that never sits well with me. But I think things deserve rightful celebrations. Mm-hmm. And even if that means it's ending one chapter or it's been celebrating a decade of a beautiful business like Mm -hmm. in the start of a new one everything deserves celebration and it felt really sweet to get to do that in a way that was very authentic to ourselves it was and we also celebrated with a small little intimate dinner Uh um which was fun which was fun so those were the two sides of me that I love. <laughs> yeah. Doing sure. something big, but also doing something small. Yeah. It was it was special. So. So. Cheers to 2019. Thank goodness you're over. We are wiping our hands of you. Mm-hmm. And let us not forget the lessons we learned, mm-hmm. though. I yeah. think that's important to not just shove it under the rug and pretend like it never happened. No. Yeah. But. Take the lessons and glean the good that happened mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. But here's to 2020. Here's to freaking 2020. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> new uh, decade. New memories. Mm-hmm. Bring them on. Bring them on. Cheers um, to not dying. Cheers to not dying. The foundation, the foundation <laughs> of our joy is that we didn't die in 2019. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and cheers to being more vulnerable. Yeah. I think that's important mm-hmm. and maybe we should do that more often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll cry more on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. You'll cry more on the podcast. I'll cry more on the podcast. I cry all the time on the podcast. But guys, we love you. I don't know if this was encouraging to anybody, but felt good to get it off our chest so <laughs> um, to have it out there to rec- to listen to in the future to remind ourselves to remind ourselves mm-hmm. fresh off of 2019 we still had some joy left in our souls <laughs> so that's good um but yeah we're excited for 2020 we've got fun things ahead and in store we're gonna do a book club this year hosted at draper james it'll be the last thursday of every month um, January's book is When Less Becomes More by Emily Lay, and we'll send out details every month about it, but um, if you're a listener and you're local, we would love for you to join us. It'll be life conversations over books and whatever at Draper James. It'll be really fun. Um, and then, yeah, we're doing some innovative things at the store that we're excited there's just lots of fun things in store we've still got a couple months left of the podcast with some more fantastic guests and um yeah we're excited we're gonna we're slowing things down in a way so that we can thrive well we're not slowing down we're still we got momentum Mm -hmm. but we're 
We're simplifying. Just being mindful of our yeah, time. Exactly. We're simplifying our life so that we don't lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we hope that you do the same, friends. If nothing else, we hope that this just encourages you that you can do hard things and survive hard seasons. And it's okay to not be okay. And vulnerability is a gift. Okay, we love you guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Pretty sure we're going to have like a vulnerability hangover for the next. (laughs) I don't even know how long. Honestly, probably not. We're open books regardless. But knowing that hundreds to thousands of you are listening to this now is like exposing. But again like we mentioned we feel like transparency and vulnerability is one of the greatest gifts we can give people um so there you have it friends the curtain has officially been pulled back but we are really excited for just the newness and hope that this new year holds this new decade holds and we hope that you feel the same way uh there is so much hope and if there is one thing I know from my life is that beauty can come from ashes, not just from, um, the, this really, I mean, hands down the hardest year of my life, but I've faced some really, really other, other hard things. And there is proof that God loves us. He is faithful and he is ever after turning beauty into ashes. So I hope that 2020 is a year that you can see that come to fruition in your own life. We are praying so expectantly that we see it in our own. And um, yeah, guys, we love you. We love you so much. If you enjoyed or were encouraged by what you heard today, will you leave a five-star rating and kind review on Apple Podcasts? Just so, again, it's not so we can be something great and grand, but just we want to be a source of encouragement and love for as many people as possible. And by you leaving a review and a rating, that helps us get in so many people's lives. And for that, for all of you that have done that already, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you and are so deeply grateful for your support. Um, friends follow along with us. If you're not already on Instagram over at twirlex and at twirl top podcast. Um, we love to feel like family and would love for you to feel part of it. If you don't already, you are loved friends. Cheers to a new year, a new decade, but the same you, the beautiful, beautiful you. All right, we'll see you soon. Bye.